simplification creates multiplication. If you multiply complexity, you get chaos. If you multiply simplicity, you get profitability. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we talk about the eighth step of the GrowAbility model, pruning. Listen in to see if there are areas of your organization that need to be pruned. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. Healthy things grow. If you are not growing in a business, you're declining, you're dying. Mm -hmm. Healthy things grow. Perhaps the very most important thing that can help a healthy thing grow is to prune all of the extra things that are not producing fruit. There are three primary reasons why every organization should become very good at pruning. Number one is it is absolutely impossible to reach your full potential if you don't prune. Organizations that reach their full potential, that scale, that maximize, always, without exception, simplify. If you want to multiply as an organization, you have to simplify as an organization. The second reason why every organization should prune is statistically, it's not having more that makes you happier. Right. Statistically, it's having less and enjoying what you have that makes you happier. In a business, if you have all those extra annoying things that you have to take care of just because well, we've always done it that way, you're not achieving the maximal amount of happiness that you can out of your organization. And the third thing, and uh, this is also statistically proven, is simplicity creates more profit. We, We think of maximizing profit by having a ton of things, but that what happens is, is you're paying for the storage of all those things. So you're, at, you're not actually maximizing profit by having a ton of things. You're actually paying for the storage of all those things. And those storages could look like, you know, an extra coworker. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds terrible. But the, the, the storage or whatever, like you might have people, you might have processes, you might have a product line, you might have something that is outdated that needs pruned. Mm-hmm. Really becoming an expert pruner is one of the keys to being able to grow being able to scale, being able to maximize your profit. If you're not a good pruner and you're a business owner, you better yeah. become a good pruner or you know, get ready to sell your business yeah. <laughs> to somebody yeah. who can be a good pruner because it's, yeah. it is a critical, critical thing. Thinking of the restaurant business and you go into this little mom-pa restaurant and the ones that end up going out of business are the ones that have this menu that's got like every kind of sandwich you could possibly think of. The ones that make it, especially at a startup small stage, the ones that make it are the ones that have three sandwiches. Yeah. This sandwich, this sandwich, and this sandwich. Absolutely. So, so Bernie, let me give you an example of an organization that really understood the importance of pruning in a product. The product that I want to talk about is the Nintendo Game Boy several decades ago. And so you kind of have three major competitors in the market. You've got Sega, Nintendo, and Atari. So Sega had the Game Gear. Atari had the Lynx. Do you ever have a Lynx? And then uh, the Game Boy, you know, Nintendo Game Boy. Did you have one of these? Did you have a Game Boy? No, see, I was just like, I I was like just 
out of that. And so video games when out, I was no, growing up. You can't was be like, out of a game. I, but that game was a like, great. Had, they're so cool. I was oh, married and like I'm glad yeah, I didn't know no, this I for you know before this, we so. started working together because you know that 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 that's like one of those things like hey are you honest and upright and do you like the Game Boy system? Like those are <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's hilarious that you're worried about like not being cool on the uh, game system because you have a consulting job because you didn't play the Game Boy <laughs> So here's the thing. Game Boy comes out and it's a one color game console. It's like, if you remember, they have the green screen and yes, it's I like gray. Yep. Sega, I've got this Game Gear system and it has all the bells and whistles, it's colors, it's 16-bit graphics. Atari Lynx, it's got all the colors, the 16-bit graphics. It looks like a spaceship. Game Boy comes out, and it has this monochrome 8-bit screen. And so they're like, how are you possibly going to win in the market? So here's the thing. Game Boy ends up selling 118 million, 118.7 million Game Boys sold till they discontinued in like 2003. Mm. Game Gear, Sony Game Gear sold... 3 million. Wow. So you got 118.7 versus 3 million. Atari Lynx, they sold 10.6 million. So you've got 11 million, 3 million, and 118.7 million. Mm. Why did Game Boy work? If it's not as cool, it doesn't have any bells and whistles. The reason why Game Boy worked is it didn't have so many bells and whistles. So the thing about a Game Boy, if you look at a Game Boy, it's got on the left side, it's got the little thumb controller. Yep. On the right side, it's got two buttons. It's just very, very simple. So what they did is they made the design of the thing like a tank. If mm. you had a Game Boy, you could just drop it and yeah. it would still work. So my I'm like, hey, I got Game my Boy. Game Boy. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's still going to work. The Game Boy would last for 30 hours. Whoa. If you on one set of batteries, okay. you know how long the Sega would last? Four hours. Four, you know how long wow. the Lynx would last? Four hours. Wow. So Game Boy, they chose to simplify instead of make it complex. It worked. Nobody in their in their right mind would have thought, well, customers are gonna choose like a monochrome screen over a color screen. But in fact, it was the gameplay that was more important than the color. And right. so we as business owners, we need to become really good at choosing the Game Boy way. We've yeah. got to look at our customer and say, okay, what is that thing that is primarily important to our customer? Battery life. Okay, well, then we can't have a super color screen because battery life is more important than the graphics. Okay, gameplay. Well, it's not about graphics. It's gameplay over graphics. Okay, let's mm -hmm. simplify the buttons so that any kid can pick up this thing. It's got two things. I know what to do. I push this button or this button. It's all yeah, that's yeah. on there. It's really important that you prune your product offering so that you don't have things that are unnecessary that are just causing extra yeah. stress and extra money uh, right. when you can create a streamlined product. So I can give you a good example. If we're going to go back to the old days of computing and gaming and all of that, yeah. Do you remember, uh, you know, like yahoo.com, which I think is, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's still. So Yahoo for a while was the 
primary search engine in the early days of the internet, Yahoo was a thing. Companies paid tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars to be on the Yahoo front page. So when you go to the Yahoo page as a user, I hated it so much because there was like this mess of stuff. And then this little upstart company named Google came along and what did they do? Took it all away. There's nothing on that Google page except search and a button. And that is how Google became the most used search engine like to this day. Yeah. Because they simplified and took everything else away. We have somehow in our society got this idea that extra variety makes us happier. Decision fatigue is a very real and true thing in our society. We are faced with so many choices Mm -hmm. that we're actually wearing ourselves out just choosing what we're going to do. Overcoming decision fatigue can only be accomplished if we learn how to prune, trim stuff down, you know, make our lives easier. Yeah. How does this transfer over into the business space or into the organizational leadership space? Yeah. If I'm a business owner, the first thing I want to do is I want to take a very big look at does everything in our organization, does everything that we do as an organization comport to and align with our vision, our mission, our values, and our standards of excellence? Mm-hmm. If we have a standard of excellence of incredible efficiency and we took a risk on a product line, but it's actually creating a clunky product, I need to get rid of that product simply because it's not our standard of excellence. And then every business owner should know what is dead weight? Do I have micromanagers? Do I have hero managers? Do I have buddy managers? Right. I might have dead weight in my organization that is like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you're hired to sell. And in the last three years, you haven't sold. But everybody likes you. But okay, that <laughs> doesn't mean you get to stay in a sales right. role. You're a good salesperson. You should go sell something where they actually it actually works. If we want to thrive in our business, if we want to thrive in our life, we have to become time editors. We have to become life editors. We have to become business editors. Hmm. What, what, What editing does is it takes all of the good things and it gets rid of them if there is another option, a shorter way, a better way that it can be great. So since 1981, This is a quote from the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Since 1981, not a single film has won Best Picture without also being nominated for Best Editing. So think about that. Yeah. The films in our world that are the best pictures have the best editors. So another quote from the Essentialism book is, we need to replace yes with hell yes. You know, we it. need we need it. to replace yeah with oh yeah. You yeah. know that you you've right. got if it is not exceptional, then leave it, cut it, get yes. rid of it. Pruning isn't isn't necessarily easy. It hurts, but yeah. it's super critical. That's right. Yeah. So every every business needs a gardener. Every yeah. business needs someone who's going to be able to come in and and do this. And as a business owner, as the organizational leader. Oftentimes, that's your job. The the 80-20 principle seems to really apply to this a lot. And I, I think, again, it's one of those things that if you look it up and you read what scholars and what people say, it's like, ah, is this a thing? Is this not a thing? But I, really, it does 
seem to end up working out that, you know, 80% of your growth comes from 20% of a source, right? Like there's, it, it just seems to kind of work out that way. So really keeping an eye on that, where is 80% of my business? Where is, what's well, the 20% that's actually producing the 80%, you know? That's exactly. What is the yeah. 20% that's producing the most good? Yep. Yeah, that becomes the foundation for that doesn't get pruned. That's right. If I find out that 20 percent of what I'm doing is producing 80 percent of the results. Yeah. And I start at that 20 percent. At that point, everything else is uh, suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is fair game. Look, if we need to trim this, we're going to trim this. We had the tree in my neighbor's yard had never been pruned and it was an apple tree. And uh, I I went over there one day. I was like, hey, can I can I uh, I'm going to prune this thing up. So I was looking at how to prune apple trees on the internet. Right. And one of the things it said was, is it said, when you prune the tree, it's a bit of an art project because you're actually going to shape it into something that you want it to look like. Right. But what you have to do is you have to work with what's already there. You can't just go and hack this thing. Right. When you prune, it's a bit of a science, it's a bit of art, but you really have to take a very close look at what already exists and how can I manipulate or edit that. I pruned that apple tree, it would have died. The thing, all of the extra branches was creating a fungus that was spreading all over the tree. There were branches laying on on each other. Uh, It hadn't produced any healthy apples in years and years and years. We pruned it and I got done and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> I maybe I might have taken a little bit too much off this tree yeah. until the next year. And yeah. it produced the best tasting, the healthiest looking great apples. It was incredible. And it'll even do better next year. Simplification creates multiplication. If you multiply complexity, you get chaos. If you multiply simplicity, you get profitability. Don't go pruning every six months. Prune once a year. Take a lot of time. Figure out what's going to get the ax. Trim it. First year's the hardest and hurts the most. Next year, it gets a little easier and easier because you're already running a streamlined organization. That's right. That's right. The growability model, we teach exactly that. As we put together our strategic calendar for the year, one of the things that you're going to do on an annual basis uh, is to prune. And we teach you how to do that if you are interested in... Learning more about how to do that, I, uh, Joshua or I, one, would love to hear from you uh, and, and see how we can help your business learn how to get into the pruning habit. And that's something that we're very interested in having that conversation on. Joshua, we are out of time for today. So we want you to remember that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we appreciate you growing together with us at GrowAbility. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the GrowAbility podcast. The mission of GrowAbility is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit GrowAbility.com and speak with a certified GrowAbility coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.